Hey friends, welcome to Real You Podcast. This is Mark again. Um, we're going to continue in this idea of walls and fences or, um, you know, the benefits of openness or I want to I wanna say recovery of sight to the blind. I want to talk about um, help for our blindness. Um, I, I'm assuming that, that we all don't, we all, I mean, there's a sense of us that want to do right and be right and do all those things right. I guess what I was saying last time is there's a whole lot more than doing that. And if you're not careful, you'll find your sense of being and being right instead of being um, sort of knowing that you're being instead of doing. It's it's hard to explain. That's why it's um, that's why we go on this journey and that's why we process all these things at the at the end of the day. Um, 1 Corinthians 13 is definitely our life motto. Love conquers all, believes all, hopes all things. Um, rejoice not in iniquity and stuff. So, at the end of the day, that's where we're going. But we have to keep, tweak out all these kinks along the way. So, um, if we understand that the, the terminology that I'm talking about today, I'm, I'm using an allegory um, to discuss the idea of that when Jesus talked about blindness, he was talking to the pharisaical people who uh, had a market on, you know, they were like the epitome, the poster child for the carnal mind. They really were. We think carnal mindedness is, uh, is the guy in Mark chapter 5 living in the graveyards. He's naked and can't tame, no man can tame him and he's a beast and He's drooling. We think of the carnal mind. When we think of the carnal mind or the beast nature, we think of the guy like Charles Manson who has no respect for human life and is manipulator and a, a whoremonger or whatever he is or all that. Uh, but really, the carnal mind is the life that exists without any help from spirituality part of God, but yet tricks you to think that you are living from the spirituality part of God, and it, it is a—it's um, quite an animal to unwrap and to unwind, and it's very sneaky. And and I, I've devoted, uh, gosh, the last the last year and a half of my life has been devoted only to this one subject um, about the carnal mind, how it affects us, and how to identify it, how to conquer, how to um, because I know in in Romans eight it says to be carnally minded is is death and a bit to be spiritually minded is life and peace and so i'm trying to get into the spiritual mind part of my life and that's why i'm sharing these thoughts to sort of just spur thoughts in your mind and maybe you'll explore things maybe you can find different allegories that mean some to you maybe you're farther along than me that's fine too um but today i want to talk a little bit about this blindness you know, and I, I've been correlating the blind idea to uh, Jesus teaching about the blindness. I've been correlating it to being closed-minded because being closed-minded, um, the the reinforcement of the closed-minded part of our life is the areas where we are secured in our rightness. So there's no need of adjustment or tweaking or no expansion of knowledge in that arena or whatever. And and I'll just tell you from the forefront, it's it's a lot of work going deeper with God. It it's a lot of rearranging of ideologies, a lot of rearranging of theology, and 
and learning new things and now things got to fit together a certain way for your belief system to work for you and then you know in in 10 years it's going to change again so it's an evolving maturing process um it's a lot easier when you believe the four spiritual law tracks and that works for you you might as well just stay there the problem is you won't go any deeper you won't go into the realms of the of the mysteries of christ within you the hope of glory but at least you'll um live in la la land and think that you know everything because the four spiritual law man's a sinner there's a gap jesus bridged a gap you're a sinner saved by grace um that never was and never will be um true to its fullest extent it might be an overview but it's not it can't explain it that easy in a four spiritual law track and so today we're talking about blindness in the sense of being closed-minded in contrast to the open mind and i thought a pretty good uh analogy for us today to look at because jesus wow he really laid some laid some lumber to the pharisees in matthew 23 and if you ever have any time you should go back and look at that i mean it's just over and over and over and let me let me help you here understand that some of the greatest the most quantitative miracles that jesus did was to heal the blind and the lame those who couldn't walk matter of fact in john john um it said and i think it's john five that they were at the pool of bethesda many crippled and lame and blind folk halt and so i think i mean obviously jesus healed a lot of physical blind eyes i don't deny that i'm thankful for it but it's kind of like a it's kind of like a message there's a message there that sort of is underlying a message that he's trying to cure the world of its blindness it's trying to cure the world of its lameness inability to walk um and so that some of the most uh the most miracles that he did i mean just off the top of my head and and i looked at the word blindness in the concordance and how many times it was used and I would I would I wouldn't be willing to wager that that was one of the major miracles that he did while he was on earth was heal blindness. He was always continually healing blindness. And yes, it was a physical uh reawakening of the mind and the eyes to see, but it was I think it was a spiritual thing because if you go in the definition of blindness in the Strong's Concordance in the Greek terminology there, you'll find out that there is a connotation of the word meaning smoky eyes or inability to see clearly so blindness is not always the lack of sight blindness can also be the lack of clear sight clear interpretation of the sight and now we all know when you get older um i i i remember waking up one day and i i couldn't read the the you know the the fine print on the on the prescription bottle on the medicine like aspirin or uh whatever I was just trying to figure out what the dose was. Well, it took me forever to see it because when I held my hand out far enough to see it, then it was too small for me to see it. But when I brought it closer, it was blurry. And I guess that's one of the one of the avenues. As you get older, um, you develop like uh, and my wife's uh, uncle is and grandfathers are eye doctors, and they were telling me this whole story that even corrective surgery won't cure this part of your eyes as you get older your eye changes or something the shape anyway you can't interpret things up close 
and so you have more you have better farther vision away than you do up close and when you get older you tend to not be able to drive at night see at night because things get blurred and so the moral of that story to me is as we get older we have more foresight than we have you know right up close sight so older people tend to be more wiser in the bigger picture because the even our bodies are telling us that we can see farther away than we can up close and it's also an analogy like we shared last week that when you get older the things that are up close that seem to be a real problem are not really that big a problem in the big picture of things and so there's some things that happens there's there's an idea of being blind and we understand you can't see and it, it's funny that you have to have a seeing eye dog or a beast to help you when you're blind you have to have a beast guide you which that are to tell you there's a whole nother story there i won't even get into it but jesus said i am ordained in luke four eighteen. it is the it is the amazing scripture um when he read the spirit of the lord is upon me he has anointed me to you know preach to the poor but one of the things he was sent to do is to recover the sight of the blind and he's 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 quoting the scripture or reading it from isaiah but one of the things they were supposed to do is recover the sight of the blind. So that is part of, of the anointing and the calling of God is to recover the sight of the blind. Now, you don't a lot of people don't just wake up blind, they don't they don't they actually go blind over time. Uh, even in the natural world they have a we have something called scleroma, glaucoma, and cataracts. And scleroma is a is a uh, I don't know ophthalmology term. It's a scleroma means um, uh, there's dark spots in your peripheral vision. And we always analogy in our analogy of spirituality, we call scleroma spiritual blindness. Um, there's certain parts of our peripheral vision. In other words, we can't see. We're dark. We're blinded to it. We have a blind spots. And that's part of community life is to help you see your blind spots. And there's nothing more painful that um, I remember uh, I went to a seminar one time and I got so inspired. The seminar said you need to ask the person that you most trust and love. And I wasn't married at the time. Thank God. Ask the person that you most trust and love as a spiritual person. Ask that person to list the top ten things they see in your life <clears throat> that are issues that you should work on. You know, and I thought, wow, this is this is amazing. They'll probably be lucky to even come up with ten. And uh, I need this accountability, and I need this humility. And I asked this person, which actually wound up being my mother-in-law later on in life, but we were very close. To, I was close to my father-in-law and his family. And um, I came home and I said, I, I would like for you to write the top ten things that you think I should work on. Well, she said, I don't know. And I said, no, it's okay. Go ahead. And, well, when she did it, she sent it back to me in about a week, about a day or two or whatever it was. And when I read it, I was so hurt and crushed and disappointed and couldn't realize I was so inflamed with I couldn't see what she had written down as valid points 
because all I could think of was the 30 things about her life that were wrong, and I missed the whole boat. So see, I did have blind spots, but I don't recommend that you sit down with your spouse or anyone you love and trust very soon um, and say, give me the top 10 list. Just go one at a time, because <laughs> I didn't have an avenue to share back, and I was, but I was young in the Lord, and um, obviously now I would never do that again. But the the point I'm trying to make is that we all have sclatoma, sometimes some levels of it, where we have blind spots in our life, and sometimes conflicts come, relational conflicts arise to show you where your blind spots are but if you continually defend your position continually and remain closed-minded you'll never open yourself up to another way of thinking to see that it's quite possibly there's issues in my life that's making me react to this because the real issue is why are you reacting to someone's opinion i mean how does how does that truly affect your belief it should never i always tell people god doesn't care you believe in him or not he doesn't suffer from low self-esteem he does it it's (laughs) It doesn't bother him at all. It doesn't change who he is. He's not up there wringing his hands saying, Oh, I hope Mark believes in me. I hope he trusts me through this. I hope he does because I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. He he don't suffer that. Whatever He he's he came to save them all. Those who lied to him, def, denied him, rejected him, resisted him, sold him down the river. He came for them all. And um, so we all have this. I will go so far as to say this, that many times the things that we dislike and trust and resist in others are the, the things that we've suppressed in our own life. And God uses relationship. That's why you have to have a community. You have to have family and community, brothers and sisters that are in the same path as you so that you can get unwrapped from the things that you're blind to. Jesus said, if you just love those who love you, what? What's the point of that? You're never going to get challenged. You're never going to get unwrapped. You're never going to see this wonderful world. You're going to always see it in black and white. And and we shared about that early on about Pleasantville. So if we move on to the, then there's another disease that causes blindness called glaucoma. And glaucoma happens in, in older people and young, but mostly old. And it happen, what happens is that um, there's a cloudiness that comes inside the inside of your eye and it puts pressure on your retina well your retina is is connected to the optic nerve and this our eyes are so amazing that we could see because when we say that we see something we're actually seeing light we're seeing um the energy of light and our eyes are receptors of the light and then our retina and our optical nerve translate that image that energy into electronic signals that our mind interpret what we see and it's just to me it's so phenomenal but there's a disease called glaucoma and glaucoma puts pressure on the optic nerve and it puts pressure on it and you can no longer interpret what you see clearly it becomes distorted or some things you can't see and 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 friends i'm telling you the disease of glaucoma is alive and well in the religious system because a lot of things that they've indoctrinated us with unknowingly. They didn't do it purposely, and you didn't do it unwillingly. It's just part of the system. Um, and it doesn't matter if you ever went to church or not. You have a sense of a belief system that if you don't get it in check, 
and, and that's what they do. Is, and when you go to the eye doctor, they 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 uh, numb your eye and they do a pressure test on your eye to see if you have any symptoms of glaucoma. And that's what trials, that's what conflicts are. They are pressure tests for the eyes to see if there's anything blocking your ability to interpret what you see. And that's where deception comes in, misinterpreting what you see. And um, that's that's the cause of a lot of our conflict. We keep going back to relational conflict, or I do, because honestly, we weren't taught how to deal with this in church. You're not going to be taught with this how to deal with this at work hardly. I mean, thank God for some of the business models that teach us how to resolve conflict and stuff, or else we would never know how. We would just keep doing it our own way. And so the, the the pressure test for the eye is for glaucoma, to see if there's a blockage, to make sure that you're seeing clearly. And that's what Jesus did when he took the man outside the city and he spit in his eyes and he rubbed in his eyes and he prayed for him and he said, what do you see? He said, I see men walking as trees. And he prayed again. He said, now I see clearly. Um, men walking as trees, by the way, was a good thing because... We are Isaiah 62. We are all trees of righteousness. As a matter of fact, we were planted among the trees. We were men among the trees in the Garden of Eden. When you see that, you're seeing clearly. So Jesus didn't need to heal him twice. He healed him once and made him whole the second time. But that's a whole other story. So trials come sometimes to eliminate some of this blindness to see where you're at. It's not to defeat you. It's just to show you. Hey, you need to you need to work. You need you need some work in this area. You need to, um, you know, you you just need some you need some eye drops or something. <laughs> and the other thing that causes blindness is a thing that we call cataracts, which are growths inside. And when they proceed, um, they tend to, and and this happens over time. All these things happen, especially when you're older. Eyesight becomes a big thing when you're older because if you live in this matrix in this system in this realm for so long eventually it affects your eyesight and that's what i love about it said about joshua his strength did not grow dim neither his eyesight his strength did not abate him neither did his eyesight grow dim in other words he was not influenced by the system by the carnality by he was not influenced by those things he remained perfect sight all the way until the day he died and that's a testimony to where we're at. Uh, I think after over time, a lot of times we become cynical. A lot of times we become, we just give in. A lot of times we give up. We, a lot of times we don't want to deal with it no more, so we're just stuck. We're just like, I, I hear this all the time. This is a major, um, this is a major I give up or I don't want to deal with it or I don't have the energy or time. When you hear this statement, that's just the way I am. Uh, that's that's really not a good. Uh, that's when you're dealing with relationships and you're trying to solve problems and you're trying to resolve conflict and you're trying to work through trials. Um, the last thing you want to hear the person say is that's just the way I am. You got to deal with it. That that's a that that's a hard pill to swallow. And 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 on the other end, I would coach the person who's in that situation to give the other person space and time to re- renew their energy and I would challenge the person that with that with that mindset to take a deep breath, restore your energy, start reading some things to expand your mind and, and get back into the race again. 
And cataracts, what they do is they they grow on the inside, and they're not they're not life threatening, but they cause blindness if you don't take care of it, and you have to cut them out. And um, but they cause cloudiness, uh, a cloudiness of vision. And here again, the the inability to clearly interpret what you see. Now, obviously, I've been talking about physical eyes and physical eyesight, but let's 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 tell it how it is. There's a spiritual eyesight, and there's a spiritual glaucoma, a spiritual sclatoma, a spiritual cataract situation that's slowly causing blindness in the people in the body of Christ. And what we've got to do is learn how to recognize them, deal with them. Um, sometimes, sometimes your eyes are so bad you have to have corrective lenses, and that's all right. I'd rather have corrective lenses than not be able to see at all. If you drive with me in a car, if I don't have my glasses, then you better get out of the car because truly I can't see. But I have corrective lenses that bring me back to full 20 perfect vision. And that's what the Holy Spirit can do in our life. He can bring corrective lenses, which are people in our life, to help us see things clearly. And as long as we put that on, that mindset on, we can see clearly. So what we do with glaucoma, I, I, I mean cataracts, is we cut them out, and that's a whole nother area. Um, sometimes there's some things you go through in life, and when you make it through, you just don't see life the same. And honestly, we can just say thanks be to God. It was the grace of God. He did surgery on me, and I feel different. I made it through, and I'll never go back, and I'll never do that again, or whatever the situation. I'll never say that again. I'll never express that again. So anyway, the cure for blindness. I I enjoy this. I enjoy this um, conversation so much. It's really dear to my heart um, because I do understand the fear of being open-minded. I do understand the concern of swallowing everything. I totally understand the reality of standing your ground and being a warrior. I understand all that. But my prayer is that you would have your walk with God and have your faith to yourself and give others the same grace that you give yourself. If you can stand and say, well, I know the truth. I know this is true. What, well, you ought to say this is true for me, and that's true for you, and try to agree to disagree. Then just try to impose your truth on another or something. So anyway, God bless you as you progress in this journey. Um, I hope you understand the the reality of the blindness of the system. I love the Matrix movie that I'm I'm going to present to people. Um, It's amazing that line where he says, The Matrix is the world that has been pulled over your eyes to blind you to the truth. And Neo says, What truth? And he says, The truth is that you can't see that you've been born a slave and don't know it to the system that is amazing so hopefully you can pass the word around when we get ready to do the shows Uh, i guarantee you won't be uh disappointed all right god bless